0: Today's program was made possible by the generous prayer and support of the faithful friends and partners of this ministry. Visit our new website at Sheila.media. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zelensky Show for this. Monday edition. So glad you could tune into the program today. And what a great program it is. You're in for a really special treat today. My guest is Kevin Shipp. He's a former CIA and anti-terrorism and counterintelligence expert. He is the recipient of so many exceptional accolades, too many to list. He supervised the Department of State Anti-Terrorism Assistance Program and managed the protective detail assigned to the president of Afghanistan following the US invasion. And ever since I read his book from the company of Shadows back in 2013. I've wanted to have him on. And this book is a must read. I've got it linked below. It lays out firsthand accounts of fascinating events deep inside the CIA. It's really an insider's expose of the CIA's shadowy secrecy. I could go on and on. But without further ado, it is the one, the only Kevin Shipp. Welcome to the program, sir. It's such an honor to have you on. Hi,
1: Sheila. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, listen, I mean, I thought this morning as I was getting set, I thought, where do we start? Well, first of all, I'm going to quote something you're going to recognize. There's something about the way the CIA has been functioning that is casting a shadow over our historic position of freedom. And I feel that we need to correct it. Now, you'd think that was just written like today, but it was actually over 50 years ago in a Washington Post op-ed by none other than President Harry Truman. I think it was maybe post-presidency, but is it weird, Kevin, that... But then it was suddenly mysteriously excised the entire article.
1: Yeah, the the Washington Post, is we we knew then and do now, is a mockingbird paper of the CIA. And they they deleted that uh, op-ed three days later. No one ever saw it again.
0: Yeah, amazing. Well, and speaking of corruption and the CIA, well, why don't we start with John Brennan? I call him uh, America's most wanted stooge for jihad. Who I personally, <laughs> I, I think he should be facing the gallows for subversion and so much more. The deep state ringleader loses his security clearance, but he continues to lead this hit parade. Oh, Trump's tyrannical, Trump's treasonous. He's unhinged. He's not of sound mind. Brennan actually had the the hubris to write an op ed i will not relent you know i'm, I'm gonna sue him over a, a security clearance he throws the old hail mary psyot pass this is the same brennan kevin who got caught by the way spying on the senate intelligence committee right. his involvement in the fake dossier is staggering this man is a devil and i'm being far too nice where do we start with brennan kevin
1: Well, uh, it goes way, way back. He was chief of station about 25 years ago in Saudi Arabia uh, where he converted to Saudi Islam, which is Wahhabi Islam, literally converted over to Islam. Now, Now, when you're chief of station for the CIA, you're supposed to recruit the other side, not have them recruit you. Yeah. Uh, but he converted to Wahhabism. Now Wahhabism is the most extreme form of Islam, which yeah. demands global jihad and despises the West. And that that he is he is a Muslim to this day. So we can start there. He was an early supporter and even voted supported the Communist Party and voted for a Communist candidate. So he was a Communist Marxist in his early political days. I mean, there's so much on this guy. He is dirty as a fish wrapped in paper. Uh, <laughs> we could go on and on but i'll just make it uh, short here he was the ceo of analysis corporation which is interesting because that corporation processed passports for the u.s government so that's where he started and they were caught accessing the passport records of barack obama and hillary clinton no one knows what they did with those passports but i have a suspicion anyway they were caught doing that most of them walked i think one was fired It's a felony, basically, but one was fired. And then immediately after, whatever he did with those passports, he was appointed by Obama as his deputy national security advisor in charge of counterterrorism. So that's strange enough in and of itself. Then he goes on, and when he was deputy national security advisor in charge of counterterrorism, it was John Brennan who ordered the removal of all references to radical Islam, jihad, Jihadist or Islam connected to any terrorism ordered that removed from all CIA FBI and DOD training programs They all concurred and got on and all those terms were removed from all government training So wow. whenever training talked about terrorism there, there could be no mention of islam So he was behind that essentially instigated that uh, There have been a couple deaths associated with him Michael Hastings the reporter was just in, in the middle of doing a story on john brennan and uh, as we all know just a few days later his uh vehicle mysteriously smashed into a tree and burst into flames and he died in the fire uh and then we go on to benghazi and and, uh he knew he was working with hillary Rodham clinton and secretly running guns into benghazi which wound up in the hands of isis and as you mentioned he spied on the senate torture report i mean this guy should be working for the enemy not for us he probably never should have had a security clearance
0: We're talking about national security intelligence here, Kevin. Like Brennan said, Trump did nothing short of treason by revoking his security clearance. I'll remind Brennan that treason is punishable by death. So that's a pretty lofty statement to be lobbying around, Kevin.
1: Yeah, Sheila, um, that, that's very, very true. And treason has a very high bar as far as a standard. You have to be corroborating with the enemy, working with the enemy to bring down the United States and, and our constitutional form of government, literally connected to the enemies of the United States and working towards that goal. That's how high that bar is. So so and Brennan knows that Brennan is is throwing out rhetoric, trying to destroy Trump, in my opinion, to defend himself because he just had his clearance revoked and it's real possible that he's looking at an indictment down the road. So I think he's coming out and he's trying to go on the offensive to protect his own uh, rear end.
0: And I think you said it best. I mean, really, he's panicking right now, as you just alluded to. He knows the indictments are rolling out. This is people that have compromised national security, Kevin. You know, it's amazing to me. The hits just keep coming with this whole cast of characters. I call them a Congo line of miscreant. Clapper. (laughs) Yeah. Susan Rice. Clapper. Folks, you remember the Susan Rice Obama shenanigans. Michael Hayden. Oh, he says he, too, would be honored if Trump would revoke his security clearance I don't know if you heard that what a buffoon Peter oh, yeah. Strzok why is Peter Strzok and uh, Bruce Orr still have their security clearance I mean when you think about Bruce Orr, this is not some Johnny come lately this is a former United States associate deputy attorney Comey McCabe you, you can't even make this up on a soap opera can you
1: no, no. These are high level senior officials of both the CIA and the FBI. And Peter Strock was also on the uh, uh, affiliated with the CIA in counterintelligence. He worked both for the FBI and the CIA. At the same time, he was in charge of the FBI CIA liaison office. So he was he was just as much in the CIA as he was the FBI. So he's a major player in all this.
0: You know, and now we see, Kevin, this whole FBI has kind of been dealt a major blow after a Washington, D.C. judge ruled that the agency now has to respond to the FOIA request for documents concerning the Bureau's efforts to verify this Steele dossier. So that's not only a death blow. And then you just said the highest level. They're all involved in a failed coup. Listen, when you have the, the FBI, the CIA, the national intelligence, the DOJ, the State Department, foreign intelligence, most of the top ranking folks at the White House. Kevin, this is the biggest espionage case in the history of the US, maybe even the world and it's crickets in the mainstream media. In fact, their narrative is completely false. Absolutely stunning.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, of course, and we can we could spend an hour on the mainstream media and their connections to George Soros, uh, David Brock, yeah. and they're, they're still being manipulated by the CIA. That's a whole other program. But yeah, the, the mainstream media is uh, cooperative in this. This is a coup. There's no question about that whatsoever, and it's been staged by, uh, as I mentioned, the highest officials in the CIA and the FBI. I did a speech in Allen, Texas, where I connected uh, what I call the shadow government. That's the secret government. Then you have the deep state, military-industrial complex and all the money and greed there, and they're locked together in kind of a, a, a bond of secrecy. But Brennan, Comey, Strzok, Mueller, Loretta Lynch, and others have been connected to and fixers for Hillary Clinton going all the way back when she was first lady. She obtained a CIA clearance illegally when she was uh, first lady, which no one knows about, they do now, Uh, and she had access to deep state top secret information from then all the way up until now, which means she knows where the skeletons are in the CIA's closet. She's got incredible power over these people, Brennan, Clapper, Comey, McCabe, Strzok, and if. If you, look, if you do an analysis, a link analysis, you can see these people are directly connected to her, fixing her, protecting her, trying to get her elected as president of the United States. So it, it is a coup, and it is a, a multi-pronged coup that's been in the works for about 30 years, and sadly for them, they lost, and now they're trying to destroy a sitting president.
0: Exactly right. This is foreign intelligence. It's treason, sedition, espionage at the highest level, framing a US president, as you just said. This is the former big kahuna at the CIA. This is your boss and not just the CIA. We're also talking about a director of national intelligence. Look at Clapper. He comes out on CNN. He calls into the Anderson Cooperney. And and what does he do? He throws the former Weaseland chief Obama under the bus. And then he backed over him like a times (laughs) but it's interesting now that judicial watch is calling for reopening of the investigation into hillary clinton's emails after they've now uncovered and found more classified information this is foreign intelligence this is treason sedition it's espionage yes When, when you frame a president and you i mean this is spygate on steroids yeah and then you know they're making it sound like oh poor peter Strzok. all the guy did was send a couple of little texts about trump um, no, this was the, as you said, chief of the counter espionage section. He led the FBI's investigation into Hillary's use of personal email server. Wow, big surprise. He wasn't just some guy who fell off a turnip truck. He was involved in the FISA warrants. He was the number two guy, the deputy assistant director of the counterintelligence division at the FBI. This is the same clown Kevin that led the investigation into the Russian interference. You can't even make this stuff up.
1: That's right, Sheila. And if you can. Imagine a conflict of interest like this. Peter Strzok was yeah. in charge of the the Clinton email investigation, which he and Comey basically obstructed justice, withheld charges. But Strzok was also in charge of the investigation into Russia collusion with with, with Trump, which he escalated. So the guy was was in charge of both of those investigations. He let he let Clinton walk, and he still that investigation, Mueller is still going after Trump. So you can see that that this guy had no intention, to pr- or Comey, no intention of prosecuting Clinton at all, but every intention of impeaching a sitting president.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I think you know what it is, Kevin. It's like they they thought all of it would just sink to the bottom of the swamp lost to history forever. And then an odd little thing happened. The coronation of Queen Clinton was canceled. How many of these swamp creatures does Trump have to tackle at a time?
1: Yeah. The, what he's up against is profound. And yes. in the speeches that I've humbly done on the shadow government, what he is up against is a, a secret, powerful monster that functions outside the Constitution and has been doing so in a very dark fashion for almost 60 years. So people get frustrated. with Why isn't he firing this guy, draining the swamp, attacking this? Uh, my God, he's up against a Goliath, essentially. And and the amazing thing is he, he's doing it. I've been waiting for something like this for 20 years. He's actually doing <laughs> Doing it uh, and revoking clearances, investigating deep state and shadow government activities like no other president has done since JFK. And we see what happened to him. But Trump is actually following through on these things and doing this, revoking clearances and, and other things. He canceled support for the Free Syrian Army over in coming out of Benghazi and Tripoli in Libya, um, the Free Syrian Army were, they were not moderate rebels. They were extreme rebels looking for an Islamic caliphate, and they were connected directly into al-Qaeda and ISIS. So Trump came out, oh, I think it's been about six months ago, and and uh, did an executive order to withdraw all support for the Free Syrian Army and and stop backing them, which I told my wife, if he's really after the shadow government, that's the first thing he's going to do. And at kind of the nexus of this whole thing, uh, which I think is eventually going to bring them down, is this so-called Russian dossier. And, of course, what the the, uh, media is not reporting, the dossier information came from paid Russian intelligence officers. That's where Christopher Steele got the information from, Russian intelligence Good old shadow Senator John McCain acted as the courier, yeah. sent an emissary to bring it back. Then it was disseminated to the CIA and the FBI. John Brennan leaked it to the press, calling it actual intelligence. The FBI used it, as we know, for these false FISA affidavits for which they should be indicted. Uh, then the NSA conducted surveillance on American citizens, and all out of all of this came the appointment of Robert Mueller as special prosecutor from the dossier information, which essentially was a setup. So you can see that this was a shadow government uh, operation from the very get-go, starting even before Trump was elected president.
0: Well, and look at the Fusion GPS link, you look at the uranium, you look at the Clinton campaign. Speaking of treason, you said it's, you're, it's a very high bar. Well, guess what? I got two words, Hillary Clinton.
1: Uh, you, know, you, you know, as people who've seen my Hillary Clinton connection to the shadow government, uh, if, if anybody in the history of the United States should be in jail for espionage is Hillary Rodham Clinton. I'll give you a quick, very quick brief on on Uranium One wasn't just a selling at 20% of our uranium to Russia. They claimed it never left the US. We know it went to Asia somewhere. So it did go out of the US. What Hillary Rodham Clinton did essentially was form the equivalent of an international super PAC, meaning through Uranium One, she took foreign donations put them in secret offshore accounts. That was intentional. Foreign donations are not bound by Freedom of Information Act requests. Foreign donations aren't bound by congressional subpoenas, so they can't be touched. Uh, and then she set up this secret server to conceal what she was doing from Congress and the rest of the government. And from Uranium One, uh, the Clintons, both she and and Bill, got a total of $2 billion into the Clinton campaign over four years out of Uranium One. So uh, th- this, it was a foreign operation where she, she took money from a Russian-sponsored corporation into her political action campaign against Donald Trump. And there's kind of the three uh, dark amigos in this, and that's James Comey. Robert Mueller and Loretta Lynch. And if you go back, I went back and did an analysis, a link analysis, and you see these three popping up, going all the way back to Whitewater as Clinton fixers. Uh, Whitewater, um, uh, uh, Hillary wasn't prosecuted. Guess who was in charge of that investigation? She was uh, let go. That was Robert Mueller. Loretta Lynch was also on the Whitewater Committee in charge. She let her go. And guess who else was on the Whitewater Commission? James Comey. Then you go go to Uranium One. Guess who was deeply involved in Uranium One? Robert Mueller. Robert Mueller actually, through a WikiLeaks document was carrying a sample of uranium to Moscow for some secret unknown reason. And Robert Mueller was doing an FBI counterintelligence investigation on Russian extortion inside the United States while uranium was going on with multiple Russian connections. He ignored all of those and was one of the eight that approved the Uranium One deal. And then you got this crazy thing about it. I don't know if you remember Sandy Berger, yeah. top secret information from the National Archives. Uh, And unfortunately, uh, Sandy, as the national security advisor, uh, didn't really know national security because as he stuffed the documents down his pants, he was on camera inside the archives. So they had him cold. Well, guess who got Sandy Berger off with essentially, I think it was a $50,000 fine. That would be Robert Mueller and James Comey. Then you've got the HSBC Global Bank, and I'm almost done here. It's pretty complex. I've tried to simplify it. The HSBC Global Bank was a CIA money laundering operation. HSBC was caught laundering huge amounts of money coming out of Mexico from drug cartels. They were caught. It was criminal. The CEOs, at the very least, should have been criminally prosecuted for that. And also some of the money went to some terrorist groups. But guess who was in charge of investigating H- HSBC Bank, uh, which also uh, Putin dropped a bomb about this. He said $400 million, but it's actually 400000 contributed into Clinton's campaign. That, and, and, and Putin did that for a reason, because that money went to HSBC Bank. Anyway, so you've got uh, Mueller doing the investigation and dropping it. And guess who they put on the board of directors to protect uh, the, the other members of HSBC Bank? James Comey. And guess who also was in the FBI, uh, supposedly investigating HSBC? Loretta Lynch. Here you have the three dark amigos again. The dossier and NSA surveillance, guess who was behind that? Comey, Mueller, and Lynch. The Clinton Foundation fraud investigation, it it is the biggest international fraud in the history, at at least of the United States. Uh, But the Clinton Foundation investigation was dropped. Guess by who? James Comey, Robert Mueller and Loretta Lynch. So you can see that these are these are shadow government operatives tied into Hillary Clinton who had been protecting her all the way back to Whitewater up until through she was uh, when she was first lady, all the way up with a top secret CIA clearance until she was secretary of state.
0: Well, you know the the pay to play in, in itself. think about the fact that their foundation, Kevin, received millions from countries involved in matters of the statement the state yeah. department. I mean, Many of which had ties to human rights abuses, terrorism, some were diverted into charitable causes to just personal expenses. I mean, if that wasn't bad enough, there's immunity deals to Clinton aides, the FBI and the Justice Department, you know, destroying devices. That had key information. I mean, we're talking bleach, bit hammers. You've got the uranium deal that you mentioned, and then we've got a 2009 document released by WikiLeaks showing Hillary Clinton, under Mueller, at uh, the FBI director, uh, delivered a sample of the uranium to Russia. Like this is yeah. this is unbelievable, and that's just the start of it.
1: Yeah, this this all happened, and we know now that through a hidden secret server, uh, Hillary Clinton conducted all of her State Department official business, including up to top-secret information on this secret server unknown to, to the government. Now I am convinced that Barack Obama knew about it because he communicated with her using a fake name. But it was top-secret top intelligence information. Uh, it was hacked by foreign intelligence services. We know that of the 33,000 emails, 30,000 of those went directly to Communist China. But the points you made, once the story came out and, and Congress was aware of it, Hillary Clinton destroyed 30,000 subpoenaed emails. She BleachBit, uh, Bit, which is an erasive program for a, a hard drive. She erased all the information on all her hard drives using BleachBit. She had her staff smash all the BlackBerry phones that she had used, uh, connected to her server, and then she lied about uh, the server during a subject interview, quote unquote, yeah. with the FBI, she, she lied about the server and the classified information. Now we find out that the FBI has been holding on to and was finally busted by an FBI whistleblower. The FBI has 700,000 emails that were hidden on Anthony Weiner's laptop, and all 700,000 of those came from Hillary's secret server. That may be what Judicial Watch is subpoenaing. I hope so. I think that's uh, what it is, yeah. Yeah. So Hillary, she must be having to visit the bathroom much more often now because those are all those are all the ones that she deleted. So what what we have here in my background is in counterintelligence. We have a major counterintelligence case here that has never happened before in our government. And yet they let this woman walk.
0: You know, somebody said the other day, Kevin, to me, why Sheila doesn't? You know, why doesn't Trump go after Hillary's security clearance? I said, security clearance. Why is she not being perp walked at Gitmo, Kevin?
1: That's right. No, no, she has she she has committed several violations of Title eighteen U.S. Code, including espionage clear yes. violations. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt about it. For example, mishandling classified information. That's Title eighteen USC fifteen fifteen b. And I won't go into the. Subsections, uh, lying under oath, 18 U.S.C. 1001, destroying subpoenaed emails, obstruction of justice, another 18 U.S.C. code, obstruction of a criminal investigation, 18 U.S.C. 1510, and last but not least, espionage, 18 U.S.C. 37, 793, and 798. Those are the federal violations, felonies that she's committed, clearly with evidence, and yet nothing's been done yet.
0: Does that surprise you? I mean, I think she'd look really good myself in an orange jumpsuit. But does it actually surprise you that Hillary and Bill Clinton, you can throw in Eric Holder, that meerkat. I think he's he's a oh, devil yeah, himself. Yeah. I mean, you've got Loretta Lynch mob. I, I mean, just these people are just like this shady cartoon characters. You, you just can't make this up and it's so amazing to me and that's why i call him the Congo line of miscreant because the more you dig kevin does it seem like the more layers of of bizarre connections it's not bad enough that we were just talking about mueller i mean again you're cia you've dealt with counterintelligence you would be an expert in anti-terrorism and yet look at the kind of jeopardy this puts to national security Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have
1: jeopardized national security significantly, and it may have cost some lives of agents in the field. No question about that. Uh, the the uh, amount of espionage here, connections and violations of federal law uh, are mind boggling. They have been able to pull this off as soon as uh, Bill Clinton was elected president. They begin placing these people in these senior positions as far back as then. So, I mean, they're, they're dark and evil, uh, but they're not stupid. So they planted judges, they planted officials in the FBI so that these people would not roll over on them. And using their global connections, they got these people appointed to office. And here they are, sure enough, protecting them, or at least they were. Now they're busted. So what I stress is this all connects to one person, all of this, including the dossier, the soft coup, brennan the leaks everything else all connects to hillary rodham clinton and i call it the clinton crime syndicate which is mind-boggling it's international it has its tentacles all over the place and if you cross it it'll take you out so that it all comes down to that to the syndicate to hillary rodham clinton
0: well that dixie arkansas yeah that that show goes right back to this goes back to the 60s and so, yeah. you know, this crime syndicate, the Clintons, I mean, what kind of dirt do they have on these highest level officials? Exactly. I mean, you got to ask that question, don't you? Uh,
1: that, that's the question. Now, we know she had a top secret SCI clearance, so she knows where the skeletons are buried in the CIA, and there, there are many. She has direct connections to global bankers that, that have been backing and support, supporting her connections to other foreign governments, and we know that many of them contributed to her presidential campaign, which is illegal, Uh, and she she has built this network for over 30 years, so uh, it's a crime syndicate that she and Bill have been building since then, and there's another side of this, too, that you have to mention. Uh, Why the extreme left? I I call them the dark left because, you know, you you can be a liberal and you can have liberal opinions. No problem. That's a part of the political system. That's the left. But then you have the dark left, this set and majority in the in the DNC. You have the dark left all all connected to Hillary Clinton's political aspirations. One uh, abortion up to the ninth month of preg- pregnancy just before birth, by cutting the spine with a scalpel. That, that is a global population control mandate. And Hillary Clinton, if you can imagine, is behind that. Her mentor was the Marxist Saul Alinsky, teaching his, uh, his people studying underneath him how to overthrow a government. She's pushing for transgender studies to second graders in our public schools and sixth graders, which is funded by Planned Parenthood, by the way. She is a progressive Marxist, and what progressive Marxists believe is the Constitution is an old, outdated document written by a bunch of bigots. So it's got to be changed and modernized, especially the First Amendment. That's what progressives believe. She is an active, direct supporter of the Islamic Muslim Brotherhood. She got them visas, taught them how to overthrow the Egyptian government, had several meetings between the Muslim Brotherhood and Barack Obama. So she's connected into promoting the Muslim Brotherhood. Huma Abedin, her right-hand lady, Her family is deeply connected to the Muslim Brotherhood. She has a despisal for Christianity, and as I mentioned when we talked earlier, there are two targets, two of them, C2. One is the Constitution, and the second is Christianity. So they despise that, they want to, and they have to destroy that because it stands right in the face of the dark left. And then lastly, she's connected directly to all the major news networks who are protecting her in all of this. So this lady has built a power empire
0: like I said, you know, the coronation of Queen Clinton when it was cancelled, I mean this is, you're right, she's the most shameful con in our nation's political history, The, the moral turpitude, the the venality the political corruption it'll take her to her rightful place as a disgraced demagogue in the dustbin of history i'm hoping but i mean what is your take on what is taking so long i mean i think they're going to start rolling the indictments out after the primaries there's indictments coming how many did they say over a thousand sealed indictments and they're just stacking up what is going on with these indictments is what's your gut
1: yeah, yeah, I've been told 4000 indictments, uh, sealed indictments are out there and you you got to be careful. Because no one knows uh, how many indictments are out there. You know, I am so frustrated with Jeff Sessions. Uh, He should have acted by now. In my opinion, he should be removed from his position. There's no excuse. The evidence is so clear that even the American people know that, that Hillary Rodham Clinton has created espionage. And yet Sessions will not open another investigation on her, which is what Judicial Watch, who I'd encourage everybody to support, That's what Judicial Watch is calling for, and they're right on target. So I don't know what is the problem with Sessions. I think nobody does. Trump even tweeted his frustration with him the other day. Trump's tweets are strategic, so uh, there may be more behind his uh, tweet about Sessions than meets the eye. But they need to start moving on these. Now, in terms of indicting the people involved... (sighs) I know Trump is working on it. A lot of this has to be done in secret for many obvious reasons. But I think some indictments are coming. And you can look at what these people are doing. Brennan is coming out calling the president names on national networks, and I think he's running scared from an indictment. Clapper threw Obama under the bus, which means Clapper is scared of of an indictment. You've got all these things going on within the FBI. There's some FBI people more afraid of indictments. So I I am convinced the indictments are coming. I don't think they'll do it before the election, because then they'll be accused, excuse me, they'll be accused of trying to affect the election, but but in, in my opinion, uh, it's time to stop caring what the opposition is going to do against you yeah. if you do something, because they're going to try to destroy Donald Trump no matter what he does, so just, just go ahead and indict him for goodness sake.
0: And then the really bizarre part of this is you've got this whole thing that you've heard that what's going on with the judge in the Manafort trial, you know, he's Mm. receiving death threats, CNN suing for names and jurors, and it it Mm. actually gets worse. This is people's private information. You know, what are they planning to do with these names here, Kevin?
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, why why would CNN, after the judge was threatened with death and he was protecting the jurors, why would CNN want their names? Uh, why would anybody want their names? Well, they want to put the names out there. It's like throwing the names out into a hornet's nest. They know if they get the names and publish them, they will be threatened just like the judge was. Yeah. And hopefully, and that is how dirty and evil CNN is to the core. It, it is... I don't know who's pulling their strings, but uh, it is unbelievable what they do. So what they wanted to do was put the lives of the jurors in jeopardy to try to stop the case and make sure it turned against Trump.
0: I think when you have a propaganda churning machine that is bought and paid for by these talking bobble-headed minions... It's six o'clock, Kevin, and we're going to tell you what we want you to know. This is stunning. This is not a free press. This is like the Third Reich.
1: Uh, No question about it. A press, CNN, MSNBC, and others that subverts a sitting president, deletes uh, national security information that they don't favor from their network, uh, tracks people down through threats to ensure that the coup against Trump continues, that is not a news network. No. That is, without a doubt, an enemy of the American people. And that's what it is, and that's what it needs to be called.
0: Well, and even the Boston Globe, I couldn't, oddly, they were receiving serious threats following their anti-Trump hit piece. The hit piece was essentially, oh my gosh, people, can't you see that Trump's of dishonesty and how dare he attack us as enemies of the people? Because why? Because you are the fake news. They're bought and paid for of the George Soros and they're complicit in the biggest coup in the history of man this is collusion gate on steroids and yet the witch hunt continues yep. and like i said what planet are we on kevin when the msn is opposing attacking and and slandering a sitting president that's not objective reporting like you just said that right. is propaganda as far as i'm concerned the, cnn clown news and these other msm they're just weaponized propaganda arms of the Democratic Party.
1: That's exactly right. There's absolutely no question about that. You got to wonder if these people are stupid or have no conscience. I think it's the latter. Well, both. (laughs) They have no conscience and they are connected to the dark left, a.k.a. the Democratic National Committee, which is no longer the Democratic Party of JFK. Democrats, many of them don't understand that the DNC is not the Democratic Party of JFK. It is now more Marxist than anything else, and it is diametrically opposed to the traditional tenets of America. As a matter of fact, it despises them. And we can see how the DNC, through Hillary Clinton, through uh, Perkins Coie Law Firm, through Christopher Steele, tried to bring down a sitting president. So um, just to mention that the mainstream media, is a lot of it is funded by George Soros and Media Matters, who give uh, grants and funding to a lot of these, these mainstream media outlets. So they're, they're influenced. David Brock is the president of Media Matters. He has multiple shell companies designed to attack conservatives, and especially Donald Trump. David Brock and George Soros are directly connected to Lady Rothschild, and David Brock is the former uh, lover of James Alifantes, of uh, his pizza parlor, and Soros contributed millions of dollars to Alifantes' pizza parlor. What the heck's going on with that? So you've got this major, major global connection into our mainstream media, and that explains a part of why they're doing what they're doing. This is so, so, so critically important to our democracy because our democracy is on the line right now. I'm telling you, Sheila, if Hillary Clinton had become president of the United States, that would have been the end, period. The, the end of our constitutional republic, without a question. Thank God she didn't, which I think is, that had to be divine providence. But um, I, I talk about the shadow government, ask people a question. Have you seen any mainstream investigative journalists do any sort of uh, investigation on the CIA at all, anytime? No. And why do you suppose that is? They won't touch it. We know there's a gentleman's agreement still in place between editors and the CIA. Uh, the, the CIA, and I know this from being there. Ah, uh, the CIA will. It's set up a kind of a new operation, Mockingbird, where it, it will tell these editors, and it's a, it's an unspoken rule amongst them all that as long as you report favorably on the CIA, we'll keep feeding you these quote-unquote unknown sources. So the CIA is feeding information to the media. The media wants it because uh, it wants to put it in its papers. So it keeps playing the CIA's game. So they're they're controlling and manipulating. Um, the news media, hands down, without, without a doubt, and they're manipulating Congress, and I get into that in more detail, but we just don't have time for it. And the most amazing part of this all is, of course, Barack Obama is at the center of this, and he claims ignorance in his usual statement. He, he didn't know about it till he read about it in the paper. When these people lie, they're stupid lies. But, you know, they, they understand propaganda um, procedure. If, if you tell a lie long enough to the people, they'll start believing it's the truth. So they're just practicing an old propaganda technique. But we find out that President Obama and I used to be, uh, I used to work with these. As President Obama received what's called the Presidential Daily Brief every day, mandated. And in that brief is everything that's of note or concern that the intelligence community is doing or is aware of. So in that PDB, it would have been mandatory for Obama to know that the NSA had been spying on the Trump campaign, that Susan Rice and Samantha Powers had unmasked over 300 names of Americans in the campaign or affiliated with the campaign. Barack Obama, despite his lying denials, was briefed on all of that. And then you have the Strzok text where uh, Lisa Page says, uh, well, we know that uh, the president wants to be updated on this continually, meaning the soft coup. The next person they need to go after, and these people need to grow a spine, some of them in Congress. Some of them are are deep staters. But anyway, they need to grow a spine because this goes back to Barack Obama, and that is treasonous activity. And he at least needs to be investigated for these things because he's at the center of it all.
0: Absolutely. You know, I was reading this morning, and you'll love this because it goes around the Islam, the lover of Islam himself, Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani attacked just this morning John Brennan as, get this quote, Kevin, an unprincipled lover of Islam. He already had said, <laughs> just over the weekend, he said Brennan was one of the biggest frauds in the history of the country. So That's you, pretty well put. But, well did, put. but yeah. did you hear the mayor of New York, what he said to Trump, Andrew Coma, what a disgusting devil that guy is. Oh, America never was great. Why don't you look out in the graves of all our unsung heroes that fought and bled and died for this country and tell them America was never great. What a piece of work this guy is, hey?
1: It's disgusting. Every veteran that's a Democrat needs to leave the Democratic Party. Yes. Because they have turned their back on the blood and sacrifice and horrible things that our troops went through to give us the freedom we have today, and to say that America is not great uh, is disgusting. But that's a that's a progressivism narrative. Uh, America is not great. America has all kinds of problems because of its it's not socialist or progressive. America needs to be changed. The cons- constitution needs to be changed. He's just going by the progressivism narrative, which which he has like a robot been marching to to get himself elected and and he wants eventually to get into the white house so but how disgusting can you get you can imagine when they dropped uh, the the uh doors on the beaches of normandy our troops went in there just ran into a hail of bullets and died storming the beach and on and on and on and on it goes the marines that lifted the flag under fire and and these people are disparaging all of that and and it it is disgusting Uh, it's anti-american but that's what progressivism is uh, and that's their, those are their, their marching orders and their procedures.
0: The loving, tolerant left. The left is really nasty, isn't it?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. They're so tolerant. They're intolerant of certain things like, you know, Christian moral teachings and conservatism and pro-life. They're, they're no, we can't tolerate that because we're too tolerant, you know.
0: You know what? What I was thinking the other day is th- this really is the Praetorian Guard, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: As you kind of look at all this and it's sort of culmination, Kevin, and you'd step back and take a macro view. You know, we're coming into the primaries. Look at the potential voter rigging. I mean, everybody's a little worried about that. You yeah. know, what can we expect in the in the coming? I mean, if it's nuts now, I mean, what is this going to look like even in a month from now?
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, the uh, slander uh, is going to is going to become worse than ever. Uh, The dark side, the dark left is going to step up its threats, its attacks, its lawsuits, its defamation, probably to a point we've never seen before. And I think they're going to be a little surprised about this so-called blue wave. I think that's going to blue wave right back in their face (laughs) because the same sleeping giant that elected Donald Trump is not only still there, it's grown. And uh, I think they're going to be sadly surprised when November's elections come. But everybody's got to understand what these elections are all about in November. These elections are about the... the, uh, The DNC trying to impeach the president of the United States by putting enough senators and congressmen in office, especially the Senate, to vote for impeachment. That's what these elections are all about. That's why the DNC and the the left are promoting them. They see it as a way to impeach Donald Trump. That's why it is so important that people get out there and vote. So the dark side, the deep left, can't try to continue its soft coup, which is what they're doing through the November elections. That's got to be stopped. It has to be stopped or the soft coup will continue.
0: Absolutely. Well, listen, Kevin, in uh, about the last minutes of the show, I want you to talk a little bit about your book, because again, incredible book. I want you to kind of give folks that maybe have never heard of the book, just talk about some of the stuff in this book. It's just amazing.
1: Uh, yeah. Thank you, Sheila. In the book, I, you know, I wrote that at, at great risk. Um, as a matter of fact, we waited for about five years to see if I was going to get locked up
0: for <laughs>
1: and I wrote in there. Uh, the, the case that I had presented to the CIA, uh, my family was poisoned on a CIA base after I revealed a, a vulnerability to our agents where they could have been assassinated. For some reason, the CIA wanted that vulnerability there. I guess if they wanted to expend one of them, they could. Uh, I was put on a secret base. Uh, my family became desperately, ill, you know, bleeding out, their gums were bleeding, bleeding out of their noses, bruising all over their body, loss of short-term memory. One of, and I won't mention his name because I'll let him come out, it's been on my Twitter recently, he, his immune system was so damaged that the doctor said, well, it looks basically like he's been exposed to a burst of radiation. So I filed my suit against the CI and the evidence that I collected without them knowing it was so strong that the federal judge uh, commanded that the CIA report to a mediated settlement in Washington, D.C., which they did. I presented my evidence and after about four hours of deliberation. The CIA legal officials signed the settlement agreement with our family. And, and I have just posted that, which was another risk. But people need to see what they signed and what they did just after that. And, and there's a clincher here at the end. Just after that, the CIA called my attorney and said, Mr. Ship doesn't... Uh, um, agreed to a fraction of this settlement, the CIA is going to invoke the state's secret privilege and seal all the evidence in the case. My response to my attorney was, you, you tell them not only no, but H double toothpicks no. They signed an agreement. We expect them to abide by that. One week later, the CIA invoked the state's secret privilege, sealed all the evidence in the case, so not even Congress had access to it, and suppressed all the information. That's where my whistleblower blowing came in. After a lot of long period of thought and prayer, I said, no, 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 they can't get away with this. This is a direct violation of the Constitution. It's illegal, and, and they have, uh, they poisoned my family. So uh, they sent me a gag order. Uh, the CIA intimidated the judge, and I have this, I posted all this on my website, for Net the actual documents, and the gag order so blacked out, I didn't even know what I was gagged by. It was kind of entrapment. You say anything, and They can get you because it's under the blackouts. So they violated their settlement. They invoked the state secrets privilege, threatened me with prison and threatened my family with prison if we talked about the evidence to anyone. So I wrote in 2012 from the company of Shadows, sent it through them knowing they were going to black this stuff out. There's a lot of information on operations, how the CIA conducted operations, operations I was involved in, that they left intact. But the chapter 26 on the poisoning of my family and the cover-up, the document destruction, break into her house, and a host of other things. They blacked all of that out, which is illegal based on an executive order from Ronald Reagan. The CIA cannot black out information if it is embarrassing to the agency or reveals illegal activity. So they broke the law there. So what I did was in in the last act of, well, here we go. I I placed, there's a code in the book that I embedded in the manuscript exposing the poisoning of my family because they blacked out their names and their identities. You can imagine that. Uh, so I built a code in there exposes uh, who they were and uh, what happened to them. Ran it through the CIA sensors and they they missed it. And then I went ahead and published the book. So four or five years I, I waited. Okay, come you know, make my day. Come and get me. You know, I'm going to keep doing this. And they left me alone because there was illegal information or illegal actions that they had done involved in my book. And if if my book was to come under scrutiny in a court case, uh, then their violations would have been known. So they just left me alone and dropped it. Guess who was on the seventh floor in the CIA with John Tennant when I filed my lawsuit and these things were blacked out? Soft coup man John Brennan was the was Tenet's deputy chief of staff and then eventually his uh, deputy executive executive officer, the highest position, his right hand man essentially, and tended to invoke the state secret privilege more than any other director in US history. And that's what he did to our family in our case. And John Brennan was one of the ones involved in that.
0: Well, you know what? I think there's a special place in hell for these people. Well, speaking of hell, the stuff you've been through, Kevin, your family, the threats, the intimidation. When a person's under attack like this, it's really hard for the general public to understand. You know, sometimes you think is a a bunch of black vans going to pull up and just, you know, a sniper is going to take me out. I mean, these are serious fears that we we have sometimes. Yeah, well,
1: because that sort of thing has happened. It has happened in, in direct cases with people that stood up this way, like yourself and, and myself, and blown the whistle. Uh, it has happened. These people have uh, been executed. Um, they've died of heart attacks, aneurysms, uh, mis- a lot of mysterious things. And, and of course we all know, uh, well, maybe we don't, but the CIA can stop a heart. The heart's an electronic organ and they have the tools to stop that. So there, there's various ways they can do this. But when you step out and blow the whistle, you're taking quite a risk. And as we talked about earlier today, in my personal case, uh, my wife, Sue and I get up every morning and we read Psalm 91 and that's kind of our grounding. And I just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I honestly believe, and this is not the, uh, the kind of uh, career mission I wanted, but I believe uh, my calling is to expose these things, no matter what risk it takes. And once you realize something is is kind of your calling, your destiny, then nothing can turn you away from that, even death. So that's why I, I do what I do. But the threat is real. It is real. These people will take somebody out if they start revealing what they're doing.
0: Well, and you know that's so true about your calling Kevin because Ephesians were not only to have no part in evil but were supposed to expose them this is a book that was written 2000 years ago that's more relevant to things today because there's no political solution for a spiritual problem this is good versus evil it's yes. it's the devil versus Jesus that, that really yes. these people are demonized Hillary Clinton yes. is the epitome of a high level witch she's highly demonized i just yes. tell it like it is i think the woman's a devil
1: well, I, you know i think no i think uh, she's under demonic influence i mean when you when you examine what she not only believes but what she's uh, pushing it's evil and it's demonic how could anybody just before a baby's born want to pull its head out and sever its spine with a scalpel how could anybody possibly want to push that? Well, that's one of her biggest agendas. No, she's she's uh, basically like a modern-day Jezebel. If you look at what Jezebel did, this woman is evil to the core. She is demonically connected with the occult and and, of course, much of the occult is is uh, through the leaders of the, of the the main global central banks and it goes all the way back to South Africa to Cecil Rhodes who was a, a member of the occult and had a five they called him uh Rhodes Angels he was a pedophile and yeah. Had, yeah. took five little boys wherever he went this is how dark and back this stuff goes so this is good against evil it's funny you should mention that Sheila because the the scripture and I have this on my website and some of the documents the scripture that made my final decision to stand up against this is in Ephesians, one of my favorite books, it says, uh, and be ashamed of the things that are done by them in secret, that which is secret is revealed by the light and their deeds are revealed by the light. And that was that was uh, kind of my uh, get started. scripture. Okay, I'm doing the right thing. And it was that verse where I started and finished the book in 2012.
0: When you look at the shadowy secrecy inside the CIA, it's really important, if we're going to fight this, we really have to understand the enemy's tactics, don't we?
1: I absolutely do. And that's the oldest battle plan there is, is you have to, as it says, know your enemy. And if you know your enemy, that's a place to start. And, and the, the CIA is no James Bond. James <laughs> Bond didn't kill innocent people, break into people's houses, assassinate, poison. You know, He didn't do any of those things. So the oh, the CIA agent, James Bond, is a fallacy. They're some of the darkest people I've ever known. People people need to understand that.
0: Now listen, Kevin, in the waning seconds here, give out your website. Very quickly tell folks how they can support you on Patreon, how they can get a copy of your book. Tell them anything you want to tell them in the waning moments as well.
1: Thank you, Sheila. The best place to go is fortheloveoffreedom.net for the love of freedom alloneword.net and and there i have i posted my cia credentials to prove who i was i posted uh, documents from the cover up uh the blackout documents things i posted them there and if to get a signed copy of the book you have to go through for the love of freedom.net obviously because they send them to me i sign them and then they send them out if they go through amazon they're not signed and they don't have the code uh, key stamp in the back so that's the best place to go for that and just about All of my YouTube appearances are posted on ForTheLoveOfFreedom.net, and they can find those there.
0: Well, and I really want people to, you know, support you on Patreon, support your efforts, because it's an incredible ministry, really, is what you have to support. And I think I speak on behalf of all my listening audience. Kevin, we appreciate you. You're truly a patriot. You're a lover of freedom, as your website suggests. And we thank you for your time. And thank you for everything that you've done here. It's just incredible. And it's an honor
1: to be on with you too, Sheila, because you're exposing all this too. And that, that's heroic.
0: Thanks, Kevin. Folks, that was Kevin Ship. His information is linked below there in the bio. The website, once again, is fortheloveoffreedom.net. Fortheloveoffreedom.net. Go to the website. Check out some of his stuff. Go to his YouTube channel. Oh my goodness, you have to watch. You have to watch part one of The Shadow Government. It is unbelievable. Everyone should watch. It should be like required listening to watch part one, this shadow government video that he did. Just incredible. I really recommend that people donate. You can become a patron. You can do PayPal. You can help by supporting Kevin Shipp's mission to expose the deep state folks. And listen, get from the company of shadows. That's an excellent book. I mean, here's a man who put his life in the line. I don't know how many times. Again, he talked about his family, the threats, the poisoning, the intimidation. Boy, you have no idea what some people go through when they're exposing these devils. You know what happens to a lot of people that come forward with even Hillary Clinton. Look, what happened last week? Another guy ends up mysteriously dead that was supposed to come out and testify against her. Gee, what a big surprise, isn't it? Well, listen, folks, this was the last show. And then I am back on. September 10th. And be praying for B.C. folks. Again, worst air quality on planet Earth. These wildfires are raging. B.C. is under a provincial state of emergency. It's that bad. But I am off to the Big Apple. And if you can get out to see us, hey, listen, do. This Friday night coming up, August 24th, 7 o'clock, the door is open. Dr. Sabrina Rich-Kelton from Watchman Radio and myself are going to be in the Big Apple. We're talking about some Holy Ghost meetings, folks. Spiritual deliverance healing, come get prayed for, get a prophetic word. I mean, it's going to be a powerful time. I'm going to have copies of Power Prayers Warfare that works there. So you can pick up a copy there. Listen, Just get down to the Huntington Station in New York. I've got to even jump on. I'm going to be staying in Manhattan, so I've got to jump on the Long Island Railroad. I've got to go to Penn Station. So, hey, it's just as much work for me to get out there, too. But, hey, if you have any questions, the number is one 800 600 6384 1-800-600-6384. Admission is free, 203 East Pulaski Road, Huntington Station, New York. It's going to be a very powerful time. I can already feel my voice just going here. I've been having a really tough time in this stuff. So you know what? Keep me lifted up in your prayers as I travel down there. And I've got great news for the folks in Lloyd Minister. I think I said Alberta. I I always get it mixed up because Lloyd Minister is the only City that literally cuts through two provinces. It's actually Lloyd Minister, Saskatchewan. So if I said Lloyd Minister, Alberta, guys, I apologize. I get them mixed up. Lloyd Minister, Saskatchewan. I'm going to be there September 28th through the 30th. It's the Hope for More event. It's going to be at Axe Church. And stay tuned for more information on that as we get into the month of September. If you have any questions, that's the Axe Church in Lloyd-Minister, Alberta. And if you have any questions, of course, get a hold of me. Go to my website, media, and there's a poster on my Facebook page. Listen, it's very important that you're following my Weekend Vigilante Facebook page. There is a reason to follow that. And also do not forget to sign up for my free newsletter, especially, guys, as we come under so much censorship. You know what? If everything goes down and everything goes black, it's very good to be able to get a hold of you guys through one of my private e-alerts. So get over there to Sheila.media. That's www.sheila.media. There's a subscribe form towards the bottom. Go over there and sign up. Thank you for tuning into the show today. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. And we'll see you in September. Good night and God bless.